Good morning, Cheviot Churches. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is very safe and very well. Welcome to our podcast for the sixth Sunday of Easter. And today we're going to focus on the Spirit being our advocate, the one to stand beside us in all the twists and turns of life. There are some notices and they're on the, the web page. I would draw your attention to Heart and Soul, and that takes place every year in the General Assembly Week. Obviously, this, this year is not happening physically, but it's happening virtually. And you can go on the internet to the Church of Scotland website, and from two o'clock to almost half past four um, on Sunday afternoon, Sunday 17th May in the afternoon, you can watch stories, listen to music, some worship and some guests. So I'd, I'd, I'd recommend that. We have our call to worship. Let us see you this day, O God. Come to us as light. Let us hear you this day, O God. Come to us as truth. Let us sense your presence, O God. Come to us as love. And come, let us worship God. We will rejoice in God our Saviour. We're going to, to sing hymn 97, and it's really a paraphrase of Psalm 139. O God, you search me and you know me. And here's Heather and Gordon, and they're singing verses 1, 2, and 5. Let us pray. Creator, Christ, and Spirit, how awesome is your love, O God. In you we live and move and have our being. In you we find our beginning and our end. In you we find a judge who is kind and gracious. We know you are Savior, keeping watch over all your people, calling us to walk in the paths of justice and of peace. 
leading us away from trouble towards the hope of your promise. Here we offer our praise and our worship, seeking to serve you in gratitude each and every day. Creator, Christ and Spirit, we also offer you our confession so that we might renew our faithfulness to you. We have claimed to be wise when really we are ignorant. We have sought after things of little value and valued little the things of great worth. We fail to speak out for you. Forgive our foolishness, renew us by your mercy, and restore within us our right spirit, and guide us ever in your ways of wisdom. And friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven, and we're set free by God's generous grace. And now we join in our family prayer. We say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We turn to the word of God and to the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17. And we read from verse 22. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and looked carefully at the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, he is the Lord of heaven, and does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mortals life and breath and all things. From one ancestor he made all nations to inhabit the earth, and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him. Though indeed he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. And since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. While God has overlooked the time of human ignorance, now he commands all people everywhere to repent, because he has fixed a day in which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from 
the dead. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, and reading from verse 15. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I will ask my father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I'm coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you'll know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Amen. And this is a word of God. Thanks be to God. We have part of the hymn 691, Be Still My Soul, and here Heather and Gordon again.
And here's our weekly prayer from Arthur and Kathleen. Let us pray. God of heaven and earth, companion in life, spirit of truth, to you alone we turn our eyes and lift our hearts. We thank you that because you live, we will live also. Help us to be always prepared to give the reason for the hope we have in you, to keep your commandments and to love one another as you love us. Amen. Over the last few weeks, I've been looking out into my garden and every now and again, a pheasant has appeared and that's always been very exciting. Yesterday, I looked out my window and I did a double take. A mother pheasant was there with some chicks. I quickly grabbed my phone and rushed outside to take a picture, but they ran away. Today, they're back again. I think they've taken up residence in my garden. I've now counted 13 chicks, which seems an awful lot. And the mother is so protective of them. It's always wonderful to see the care that nature takes of its young. There's no social distancing here. And of course, it's a good excuse for me not to cut the grass just in case. I scare them away. One of the many, one of the difficult things that many of us are going through just now is not being able to see family and not being able to give loved ones a big hug. Yes, Zoom and Skype and social media, the telephone have all been godsends at this time, have given us a chance to speak to loved ones is just not the same and we feel very much at a distance. We've been reading from John's Gospel these last few weeks and the setting is a Thursday of Holy Week. Jesus is preparing the disciples for his departure. He's warned them that he would be betrayed and handed over to the authorities He's trying to prepare them for the fact that he wouldn't be around, that he wouldn't be with them. In the heightened tension of that time, this news would have devastated the disciples. But despite all that he himself was going through, the struggles within himself, they would be seen in Gethsemane as he prayed for the cup to be taken from him. Jesus at this moment in the upper room is thinking about his friends and he makes them a promise. He promises that he will not leave them alone, that he will not abandon them. In fact, what he says is, I will not leave you orphaned. What does the word orphan mean to you? For some, it might be something very personal. Maybe we've lost parents at a young age. Others might think of Charles Dickens and Oliver Twist or Pip from Great Expectations. I tend to think of those who were orphaned by AIDS in Africa in that other pandemic, very different, but with some similarities to the one we're experiencing today. 
To be an orphan means losing one's parents, but also losing a whole way of living and being left often vulnerable and alone. Jesus said to the disciples that he would not leave them alone, that he would not leave them forgotten, but would rather send them an advocate to be with them. And that, of course, is the Holy Spirit. When we hear the word advocate, we, we tend to think of it in the legal sense. But it's someone who stands up for us when we need it, who speaks on our behalf, who lends a helping hand, who takes our side and won't leave us when we're down. The advocate is someone who stands alongside us. And the disciples needed to hear this promise that in all the trials and tribulations that they would face in their lives, that they would not be alone. They would have the spirit to support them and to encourage them. Jesus would be with them through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus continues to make that promise to us today, not to leave us orphaned or alone. In all our trials and tribulations in life, the difficulties that we face, Jesus is with us through the Spirit. To those who have lost loved ones or who miss loved ones so dreadfully, Jesus says, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. To the person whose career is falling apart and who doesn't know how bills will be paid, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. To the frontline worker, often holding life and death in their hands, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. To parents with handicapped children, wondering how they'll adapt to school again after this absence, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. To those of us in isolation, trying to cope day by day, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. To refugees or to persecuted Christians, you are not alone. You are not forgotten. We don't have to face anything alone, just as the advocate stands alongside us and by us. So we have someone in the Spirit who stands alongside us. We have our advocate. And that, I think, also propels us to be as Christ to the people around us and to be willing to stand up for them, to stand alongside and lend the helping hand to the vulnerable and the most marginalized in our society. The advocate stands beside us, and we, in our turn, have to stand beside the vulnerable. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. 
We have our prayers of thanksgiving and intercession. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for calling us into a relationship with you and setting us in the world that you love. Through our prayers, we bring you all our doubts and fears, our joys and our concerns, our deepest longings for your world. Reconciling God, we pray for our family and friends, for those who are far away and those who are close by. Think of those who are estranged from us in any way and on those whom we depend upon daily. Where our relationships are strained, bring understanding and new possibility and bless and protect relationships that are joyful and life-giving. Guiding God, we pray for those in government and all who serve the public good day by day. Guide each one to uphold standards of good service above personal gain. Pray ever for your wisdom on them as they make vital decisions. We thank you also for journalists holding officials to account. Caring God, we pray for the people we encounter every day, both those who are shining lights in our community and those whose lights have yet to be discovered. Help us to be respectful of every neighbour and to treat each person we meet with kindness. We think of fellow Christians, especially those who live in minority situations and can face levels of discrimination. Be with them, we pray. We also think of those from other faiths and cultures living in our midst, whom we sometimes treat differently. Especially at this time, we remember our Muslim friends at Ramadan. Healing God, we pray for those who are suffering from illness or chronic conditions, for those in grief or loneliness, and for any who feel frustrated or overwhelmed by what they face. Move in their lives with your healing grace and show them signs of your presence and compassion in life-giving ways. And in a moment of silence, we now bring the prayers of our own hearts before you. Lord, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And we now have our final hymn. It's a hymn 470, Jesus Shall Reign. And Heather's going to sing verses 1, 2 and 4.
and we have our benediction. Now go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. And may the blessing of God, the creator, the redeemer and the sustainer be with you and be with those whom you love wherever they may be, now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>